Welcome to Sunday Night Novi. Sunday Night Novi, as always, presentation of the Weiss Entertainment Network, 613 on your dial. Uh, check us out on the podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, uh, anything else you could come up with, we should be out there. Or you can just go to jewishpodcast.fm. Uh, also, we have Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night, a, a, a halacha share um, on a different channel. So, um, so you can check that out on the podcast as well. Uh, okay. Um, tonight's year, tonight's year is, is prophetic vision in the 21st century, the message of Nevi'im Rishonim, the story of the book of Shmuel. The series will focus on how Shmuel Anove, the author of the book of Shmuel, sent us many messages for our times. The series is, is dedicated to Zechanishmas, uh, Rabbi Rachmiel ben Aramayer, uh, whose uh, Kamas Matseva took place today. I had the chus to be present uh, at, at that event. And then the Shama should have an aliyah. Now, um, it just, it, it amazes me how time and time again, we show that one person makes a difference. So everyone, everyone uh, on the local network, everyone who's heard my keynotes knows that when I talk about Yoshio Amelech, so I'm inspired. When, again, he's on my list of favorite people. Um, I'm inspired by how he almost single-handedly saved all the Jewish people. <laughs> you know, we, we spoke a lot about the Shoftim, and then we spoke about... Uh, you know, each individual, Shimshon and all the others, how how individuals make such a difference. The inspiration of that is that we can make a difference. One should never think, although, although one should always pr pro proceed with the greatest amount of humility, but one should never think that he can't make a difference. And, and you know... Uh, and you never know when, you know, and, and sometimes that makes a difference is, is you make, uh, bring a smile to someone's face. Uh, you help them with a little thing, a little nothing. And I was telling us, I was saying this yesterday at the Pirkei year. I was saying that, you know, chesed is also, I always tell the kids in school, I, I say to them, if, if your friend needs a pencil and you have an extra one and you give it to them, that's also chesed. Chesed doesn't only, only have to be defined by packing Tomchei Shabbos and visiting the nursing homes and the hospital. That's Chesed too, and not, no way am I minimizing that. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, but sometimes, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, a little smile, you know, you know, they say uh, it's a thing, it's a kabbalistic idea, right? A little bit of light uh, lights up a lot of darkness, right? Uh, to, I think Avram Free has a song about Avram Free. I think has a song about this. How you know one little spark? So, you know, I, I remember. Uh, I think I told the story uh, when I was in Yeshivas Karim Yavna, um, Garely many years ago. Uh, I think we've hit we've hit the we're past the thirty number. Um, anyway, the the I, I remember when I when I was in uh, Karim Yavna, it was a blackout on Erev Yom Kippur, night before Yom Kippur, and I remember. Standing on the roof, and you could see for miles the darkness, but you could also see from miles away the lights that were on, because a little bit of light, it darkens, you know, creates, creates, um, penetrates the dark, right? As uh, you know, Avi Rottenberg has this, the song he, he, that he wrote in in tribute to to Hask. He says that he says that all it takes is one small candle. One small listening earnest can oh that's all it takes to penetrate the dark right and that idea that idea really is a reminder to us as individuals how we can make a difference one little act one little something and 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 you put yourself out there and you go and you make a difference that was Yoshio and that was Shmuel Hanobi the Novi tell what we're at the Parakim. We finished the uh, Parak Bays last time. It's page 24. If you're in the art scroll, it's Parak Gimel and Sefer Shmuel. 
So listen what listen what the Navi says. Now we spoke last time about the pressure that 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 Shmuel Anavi was faced with. He was faced with uh, tremendous pressure. He was around people who were corrupt. And what 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 we mentioned last time was it was very interesting is that even Chafni Pinchas, you know, sometimes you know, sometimes people do you know are corrupt people and they're bad things, and you have a good person there, and and they start to resent the good person because because you know it's called we call it, we call it the guilty conscience uh, because 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 uh, because he represents what they should be, and the Navi went out of their way to say. That even they had great admiration for Shmuel and Avi, even in their corruption, and they knew that he stood for everything that they weren't. That's what that 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 that, that was his greatness. That he couldn't find, you could not like him. It, it, it was it, it was it was it was impossible. Um, so I heard today uh, that, that 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 was the story of Rabbi Freelander, that and I knew him personally myself. And he could not like him, right? He was a great person. So I, I just wanted wanted to mention that. Uh, but but I, I but I, yeah, yeah. I always had a smile on your face, your father. You know, no, really, really. It was it was really fun to be around sometimes. You know. Anyway, but I want but I, I mentioned it also in the context of of you know we're coming up to Chodeshel. Chodesh Elul is not just a time for interpersonal introspection. Chodesh Elul is also a time where we have to, where we're supposed to ask ourselves, what can I do to make things better? Not just how can I be better? That's the first question, obviously, you have to ask in Chodesh Elul. But I think, but I think the question is, is what can I do to make things better? Maybe it's to show up to Minion more often. Maybe it's because it because maybe the Minion is not it's not so strong and we need help. Maybe it's to uh, give a little more sadaka. Maybe it's to volunteer to help someone. It's to visit someone. You know. Yeah, I tell you, funny uh, Rabbi Y.Y. Uh, Jacobson. Uh, so you know, he's a big speaker. Anyway, so, so he was making fun um, when when Trump was inaugurated. So everyone, everyone was tumulting because Jared Kushner got into a car on Friday night, and 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 so so so, so he was joking. He was he was joking around. He said everyone was so worried about that. Oh my God! Like, well, what do did he get a hetter? Did he not get a hetter? But he said, but what about everyone was so worried about that, which really is no one's business, and who cares anyway? Mm-hmm. Um, but nobody, he said. But what about the old lady that lived that lives that's your next door neighbor? Uh, what about the uh, that maybe needs someone to go up and make Havdalah for them, you know, or maybe uh, go in and 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 uh, you know to, to say a kind word, to say hello, to wish them good Shabbos, you know, you, you know. What about those people? What about you know making a phone call? Uh, you know, you know, we just went through very dark times the last uh, year and a half, and, and you know, you know, you know, we and we had great opportunities to do Chesed. So the the message of the Chesed is, is not just for COVID, but even beyond, hopefully we're not going backwards. Uh, I'm very nervous about that right now. But assuming that we're not uh, going forward, what's the lesson? The lesson is you have to be, you know, you have to worry about people that might be stuck in their home. Homebound people is not unique to COVID. There are plenty of people that, older people that can't come out of their house, have to make sure that they have food, make sure that their needs are taken care of. You know, and we have to teach our kids. Um, this is my big, big thing, and not just because I live with ten-year-olds, but but we really need to we really need to teach our kids to be kind, to be considerate. You know, you know when when a kid is disrespectful to the Rebbe or to the teacher or or you know it's not okay. You know, and and a lot of parents, so some don't know how to deal with it. So I, I you know I don't blame those people. But a lot of times there, there are things, and, and I and I don't say that a kid, that it, that it, that it, that it should be take away something. That doesn't always help. But a conversation is important. 
um, a message that we are kind people, that we need to be kind people. And kind people are respectful people, and, and respectful people go, go a long way. Right? Someone, someone who honors other people, well, they themselves will be honored. And you know, we see this time and time again. And I, I think that I think that's what Shmuel was telling us. Not Shmuel now again. Even though Shmuel wrote the book and he writes his own accolades, but it's not Gaiva because he writes it Baruch HaKodesh. Baruch HaKodesh means that that HaKodesh Baruch Hu was inspiring him to write this because he wasn't writing it for himself. You know Shmuel Hanavi? He wasn't writing it for himself. He was writing us to tell us that go out and make a difference. You can. Go out and meet people. Go, go say hello to people. V'anash Shmuel Mishore says Hashem L'fnei Eli. The Nar Shmuel was serving Hashem in front of Eli. He says the words of Hashem was scarce in those days. So we have to see what that means. But 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 if I don't say anything, it's worth crying. Um, the words of Hashem were scarce. Yakar is an interesting word. It doesn't really mean scarce. That's a poor translation in the uh, Rabbi Art School. Yakar really means expensive. Um, it, that's what the word Yakar really means. It means it was expensive. What, when are things expensive? Things are... Uh, hold on. Hold on one second. Somebody is trying to get on. They want the Zoom number. Okay. So now, so anyway, so it's saying that the word, the word yakar is, is, um, I mean, it really means expensive. So when is something expensive? When it's not, when it's not so available, right? When it's, when it's scared, right? Right. The law, the law of, of, of supply and demand is, is that, is that when something, is needed and it's that it's not so easy to find, so the price goes up. So it says, "Devar Hashem um, Visions were not what, what uh, widespread. So what does that mean? So, so Rashi says, "Haya Ikar Ruach Manua means it was uh, limited. It was. Uh, Held, it was it was held back. Um, the the notes says it, it was it was kept private, meaning it, it is people didn't know about the novi. Uh, so that's Rashi. The Mitzudat David says it means it refers to divre hanavua hayab bayamimahem davar yakarmaod yoser mi bishar mi bishar hayamim. That the words of the Novi were rare, much more in this period of time than in other times. The Radak points out, There just weren't a lot of Nevi'im in Israel. If you look at, at, at the book of Shoftim, what you notice in the book of Shoftim is that um, there's very few Nevi'im. It's most of the time we said, it, excuse me, it was, it was Pinchas. Uh, um, so, the Radak says that from the time from the time of the Shoftim to the time of Shmuel, there were not a lot of Nevi'im. So the word of Hashem was not in the out there. The uh, I, I mentioned on Tishabov uh, in the Kina of Tzion Halo Tishali that Rabbi Huda Halevi writes that that the climate of Eretz Yisrael is Nevuah. Prophecy was it, it, it's almost like it's in the air, it's in the atmosphere. Um, and as he describes in the Kinnatsi the holiness of Eretz Yisrael. Uh, I mentioned that Tishaba, Rabbi Salvechik pointed out that that part of what we're supposed to do at Tishabov is not simply to mourn and to remember the tragedy. We're also supposed to remember the splendor and the beauty. And that's what Rabbi Huda Halevi was writing in the Kina when he was he wasn't telling us about the destruction of the base of Mikdash. He was telling us about the, the amazing beauty and the amazing potential 
of what Eretz Yisrael is, is supposed to be and what Eretz Yisrael can be. And, and, and Rabbi Salvation points out that, that that's also an aspect of what we're supposed to do on Tisha B'Av, that we're supposed to dream, if, if, if I may. Uh, that we that we, we dream. Remember, you know, Zechor Yomosolam, right? Remember, remember the days uh, of old. Remember how beautiful it was. Remember the sparkle of the city of Yerushalayim. Remember, we're coming up to Sukkot. So it'll be in the Daf in, in, in the next couple of weeks. Um, the, the Gemara says that 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 when when they lit the lights of the simplest base of Shoeva on Sukkot, that there wasn't a corner of Yerushalayim that wasn't lit up from the lights of the Simchas Beis HaShoeva. So Rabbi Salvation point out that that's also an aspect of Tisha B'Av, to remember the splendor and the glory, to remember what we don't have and what we could have, and the potential that, that Eretz Yisrael is, is, is supposed to be. So when the, when the Novi says that Nebuah was scarce, so that means that, 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 that Eretz Yisrael and the Jews in Eretz Yisrael were not living up to the potential that 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 it, it could be, and, and and what we're going to see at the end is that Shmuel Hanavi brings all of that back. Shmuel Hanavi builds the potential of Eretz Yisrael up to what it could be, and I think that's a very important idea here that that is telling us that it says that Navua was expensive, your car, it was scarce, it was private, it was held back. Uh, but that's gonna change with uh with Shmuel Hanavi. And it was on the day of Eli Yoshevim Komo. It says that Eli was sitting in his place. Um uh, so David says Shakoanim in the resting place of the of the Kohanim, uh, and uh, right, so all the Mepharshim say that, and and it says uh, It says that his eyes had become dim; he could not see. Now, very often, uh, when the Navi says um, that. That he can't that they that he can't see. It doesn't mean complete blindness. It means uh, his eyesight is fed. Radak actually says that. Radak says, Tosefes uperush lo liros that he couldn't see well. Right, and but he, but he was able to see because the lushan of the of the navi was his eyes were beginning to dim. It didn't say that it didn't say that it was completely right. Radak says, we see also when, when Ephraim and Menashe were brought into Yaakov, so first it says that Yaakov couldn't see, then it says he saw them. So again, so it doesn't mean complete blindness. It means they, it means that the uh, uh, immaculate degeneration is uh, setting in and, 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 they, and, they, and they have trouble seeing. So it says that Ailey was wasn't able uh, uh, to, to see well. Right. So Radak continues. He says, "Vetamo shahaisa ruach hakodesh holeches uposekes bimenu shelo haisa regila etzlo kivatchila b'pnei maser banav." Um, and the Radak says that the Ruach HaKodesh, the divine spirit, the divine inspiration that Eli had, had so enjoyed uh, had, had gone away from him because of the action of his sons. And therefore the coming prophecy comes to Shmuel and not to him. And it says... It, the Medrash brings down that he did become blind, literally, because he raised Rishoyim. And we see by Yitzchak, we have a chaim de Eli, Radas Hadrash Hayasi Porazet, he named the Fisha Osil Liskor and Avua Shabal Shmuel, Alabom Banal. And according to that, because the, the Shmuel is going to tell him the Nevoah, so, so, so to speak, that turned, that closed his eyes and, and he became blind. But I, I think I think the Pushit shot. Uh, in this is that is that he did not become 
fully blind. He, he was beginning to turn away. But I think in, in, in the homiletical sense that what we're, what we're seeing, and, I, and I'm going to point this out in the next passage, uh, what we're seeing is the transition of power and we're seeing the transition of authority. Ailey's time is up and into that spotlight is going to serve, uh, is going to step Shua and The Gemara says in Shabbos that uh, that one kingdom, one authority doesn't, it doesn't overlap uh, the other, even a minimal amount. And that's what we're, and that's what we're, we're seeing over here. Plus the Gimels, Vener Elokim, Terem Yichbeth. And it says that the lamp of Hashem has not yet gone out. We're going to see that there's many uh, explanations to that. We'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. Mishmuel Shochei, Mishmuel was, was uh, Pash, Pash means he was sleeping. Beheichal Hashem, Hashem Aron Elokim. Oh, Mephoshim say that it was, it, it, not, not, it sounds like he was sleeping in the Kodesh Hashem, but that's not what it means. Mr. Uh, David uh, says he was sleeping um, where the where the where the Levium slept. We mentioned I mentioned a number of times that that Shmuel Hanovi was was a a um, a Levi. Uh, Rashi says already that he was he was sleeping in the area where the Levium slept in in the base of Migdash. In the in the well, not the base of Migdash, in this case, and by the Mishkan, uh, uh, Mr. also says that. Uh, now, so what it, what does this mean? Ner Elokim Terem So the simple meaning of that is that they lit the menorah, and and the candles, and it was early evening, and the candles, not one of the candles had yet burned out. So so that's the simple meaning. A dying lo kava af ner echad. That's the, um, that's the, no, the Masudat David. And he says, now, so, so, it, so the, the candles were still burning. Now, Radak says the following. He says, if it's referring to the candles, the candles used to burn all night. Even though sometimes some of them would go out uh, during the, the middle the middle of the night. Um, and just a, a base of Migdash thing, the Kohanim would put enough, the Kohen would put enough oil in the menorah that it should last. Uh, the the entire night. Right, one of the miracles of the base of Mikdash, the western candle was always lit. And and this nevuah came to Shmuel before the candles went out. So that's so now. Now, but what what's 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 the homiletic messages? So Ovidrash Omar says the Radak ki alner hanavua Omar, the candle of the vua this is referring to. The Amru Vizorach Hashemesh Uba Hashemesh. It says that the sun rises and the sun sets. Uh, in this case, it's the sun, yeah, the sun rises and the sun sets. Adshilo Yashkia Kadashbrocho uh Shemasha Shal Tzadik Echad. Before a Kodesh Baruch Hu puts out the light of one tzaddik, he always lights the fire of another tzaddik. I Meaning, we're never left without that, without that leadership. Right? Before Moshe died, Yoshua was already appointed. So Radak says that what the Novi is really telling us is not the Novi is, is, is really really telling us is not the not the idea that the, the literal meaning that the menorah was still burning, which means that too. But he's saying is that the Novi is already setting us up for the for the change of for the the change of of leadership. And 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 Radak says 
that leadership, it never wanes. There's always, when one leader is gone, the next leader is already uh, prepared to, to step into place. The Gemara says that, you know, right? Even when, the, when there's a sickness that comes, the, the, the refuah uh, is already in the world. But, but by the way, you, you, you just, just want you, you should know, you know, we've gone through COVID, but they've been researching these vaccinations for years and years. So, so the, the, the ability for them to move on it uh, became very quick because the Kodesh Baruch always brings the refuah uh, before he brings the makkah. Shmua was, was, was being groomed as, as the sun as the sun set on Elia Cohen was dimming, as the sun was about to set on Elia Cohen, Shmuel was ready. The light was shining on, on Shmuel Hanavi. Right. So, and, and he continues the Radak. Shmuel was sleeping in the sanctuary Hashem. Behechal Hashem Davak, he stuck to the Hechal of him. Radak says it doesn't mean he was sleeping in there because he slept with Levim slept. It means that he stuck to the Hechal Hashem. The Hechal Hashem Davak. That's why he says, interesting. Makes a comment. It says, "Teram yichpeh u'shmuel shochev." Right? Beheichal Hashem, Hashem. What? Why is there an esnachta? Why is there a pause before u'shmuel Hashem? Shmuel was resting in the sanctuary of Hashem because it doesn't mean literally because he didn't sleep where where the menorah and the aron and the shulchan was. He slept in a special place where the Levim slept. But what, 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 what the Radak says is that the Novi is telling us that Shmuel was the, the vak. He was stuck. He was glued to the Heichal Hashem. He, he, he was uh, very strong in his passion, in his desire, in his movement towards, towards Avodah Hashem. And that's, a, that's what this uh, symbolic uh, pasuk of, of Ner Elokim Terem Yichpeh uh, uh, re- really really stands for it. It's a reminder to us never to despair uh, that, that if, we, if we think, you know, the Gemara says, uh, I mentioned this a number of times, there is, there is two, when Sadiqim dies, it says that there's two statements, right? So, so why do we read the Asara Harugi Malchus on, I mentioned this on Tishba, uh, why do we read the Asara Harugi Malchus, the 10 martyrs on Tishba? We read it because Chazal say Misa Sadikim Shkula Ke 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 Chorban Beis that the, the death of the Sadikim is is like the is like a destruction of the Beis Hamikdash to lose such a person right it says uh, uh, right so Rashi asked the question famous Rashi that what, why does it have to say he went out and he came why didn't it just say he went to Choron so the Gemara so Rashi quotes from the Medrash that you see a sadik oisteroshim that when it, when a sadik leaves the city the 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 a void is felt because when the sadik went where what was in the city there was a tremendous hadras punt but when when the sadik leaves there's there's a void so when by yetsayako so uh, certainly certainly uh, when the, when sadikim die and and they leave this world so certainly that there's a there's a tremendous uh, loss and a, a tremendous void that's felt in the world. And and, and what, what Denovi was telling us here is, and so oh, so that's the shot in why we read it on Tisha because it's like uh, we, we, we lost a tremendous thing. On Yom Kippur, we also say the Asaru Gemachos because the Gemara says that the death of the righteous is Mechaper, is an atonement for our veros, meaning that even in the death, which is tragic, which which means that we've lost something that, that we didn't have, that we, we, you know, that we don't have anymore. You know, the uh, Gemara Brachos tells the famous story that when uh, Rav died, Rav, the great Amora, Rav died. So it says that they were walking back from, uh, from uh, it's more in the sixth parak of Brachos. They were walking back from the Levaya of Rav. And it says that uh, the Talmidim, they, they sat down in the park uh, to eat lunch. And, uh, and they, they weren't sitting at a table. They were scattered all around and they were eating lunch. And, and then when they came to bench, so it said they had a Shiloh 
are, are they allowed to bench Bezimun? Because they were all scattered around. They weren't really Koveya together. And it says they know the answer. And it says, the Gemara says that, that, and they cried. They said, they said, look, they said, look, our Rebbe's dead 10 minutes. And, and we don't even know the, the basic kalochas of benching. Uh, we, we don't, you know, we're lost in the basic kalochas uh, of benching. So, you know, so that's the Tishavov idea. But, but on the other hand, you have Yom Kippur, which says it's mechaper, meaning that that when that there is there is a tremendous not void necessarily, but a, a tremendous benefit that's left behind when the tzaddik dies. He he allows us to grow. He allows us, and and I think that's also the idea of the the sunrise and the sunset on tzaddik in particular here. Eli's sun is setting and Shmuel is rising. Now, don't think that because Ailey is leaving us that we should go into despair. Yeah, yes, we mourn, and that's Tishabov, and that's the kina of, of Arzei Alvano and Adirei Torah. But we also have a sense of hope, and that's why we say it on Yom Kippur because 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 we feel that that somehow that, that that there will be a benefit for for us, and I think that's also the idea of the sunrise uh, on one and the sunset on the other. I think that's a very, very important idea. And it's symbolic specifically of the menorah. It says that the menorah is the symbol of Torah. The menorah is the symbol of, of, of that of that little bit of spark, that little bit of light. Right? Says, I read to you the Ne'amorov is always burning because the fire never goes out. Even, even one person's fire may go out, but another person's fire... Uh, might might be born, and I think that's very that's a very important message that the Navi is sending us here. Pasuk Dalit by Hashem El Shmuel by Yomer Hineni. So so he was sleeping, and Hashem called him, uh, and and he said, "Ichpindu, you know, here I am." Now, <laughs> now the average person doesn't think that the Rebbeinu Olam is talking to them. So, so Shmuel is like, yeah. So what does he do? Gets out of his bed and he runs to Eli. Eli said, he said to Eli, you know, what do you want? Well, you called me, you know, so he said to yeah, he must have been imagining it. I never called you. Go back to sleep. Oh, so what happens? By Yosef Hashem. So, so again, the voice of Hashem rings out, and 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 he hears it a, a second time. So, by again, he calls out, he calls out to uh, Eli, uh, and he says, uh, you know, here He says, "Not me, man. I'm not calling you. Go back to sleep. You're imagining the whole thing." Ushmuel Terem Terem Yada as Hashem. Shmuel was not aware that Hashem was calling to him, but Teremi Galei loved the Bar Hashem. By Yosef Hashem called Shmuel Bashlishis, and now he called to him a third time. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of this in a minute. Um, he called he called to him uh, a third time, and Vayakam Vayelach El Eli Vayomahinini Ki Karasili. So now the third time he comes back. Okay. You know, one time he could be a little fachat. Uh, the second time, uh, you, you're still half asleep. Uh, third, uh, Ailey said the third time, okay, this is, this is, this is, this is serious. Uh, there's no way, there's no, there's no way that, you know, that, that he's imagined this three times. He says, Shmuel is hearing a voice. Shmuel is not crazy. Shmuel is a normal person. Um, he obviously Hashem is reaching out to Shmuel, and that's what he realizes the third time. So I wanted to point this out. Terem yada Hashem, right? The, the Navi uses the expression before he knew Hashem. Adain lo yada elohus odenunar. He was still young, and he didn't he didn't fully appreciate the godly wisdom. Kim yada. Who came Makir Kol Because if he would have known, Masudat David says, then he would have realized that he was getting a Nevoah. But Terami Galeh Adhena, Adain Loni Glai Lav Hashem Lidaverbo, that he never had any previous revelation that he would know that Hashem is speaking to him. Um, as the Radak points out similarly, it says, 
פירוש, טרם שיודע את השם היה זה שקרא אליו. ולא הבין, כי עדיין לא ידע את השם, ולא נגלו אליו דבר השם בנבואה. רדק פונצר, that he never had a נבואה before, so he had, he had no way of knowing, um, you know, exactly what, what, you know, what, it, what he was listening to. לפיגה לא היה מבין, כי השם קורא על בן אדם, He didn't understand the concept that Hashem would talk to people. L'fikha kam shalosh pa'amim el eli b'terem yada b'terem yigaleh. Perish is a double lashon. Afa b'shalama b'shara chachmoz. He says he didn't know godly wisdom, even though he, he didn't know it was, it was a nevuah. Ki'ilu lama b'zosa chachma yamei b'n mavchin v'kol ha'nevuah. So Shmuel was, was not 100% made, meaning... meaning he wasn't finished his learning to the point that he didn't recognize um, that, that he was getting a, a voice of Nebuah. Uh, Rashi points out, it says, that the voice came out from the Kodesh HaKodeshim, from the inner part of the Mishkan, uh, is, where, is where Hashem had, had revealed him. Eli HaYakohen, V'shomem V'vifnim, V'shmua Yalevi, V'shochem V'bachutz. וקפץ הכל דרך אלי לשמואל במסכת תומן. רש"י קורץ במסכת תומן ואלי ושמואל היו על האוטסייד, והאוויס, כמו שאומרים, סקיפט עבור אלי ונכנסת לשמואל. אז מה קורה עכשיו? אז בואו נראה מה קורה. ויאמר אלי לשמואל. אלי אמר לשמואל, לך שכב, תחזור לשלום. והיה אם יקרא אליך, This time Eli gives him advice and says, if, 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 you hear, if you hear anything, say that you heard the voice of Hashem. I'm sorry. Say, speak to me, Hashem. That's what you should answer. Because I am listening to him. So Shmuel went and, and, uh, and, he, went, uh, and he went to rest. Right, the Radak points out, he says that, that had an Eli come to this conclusion, right? Uh, the first two times he thought uh, he had a dream. Right? But Eli, what he, what, what he realized was that, as, as I said before, Radak points out that, you know, okay, one times, two times, but really three times, and he realized, you know, where, where, it's, where it's coming from. Um, right, yeah, the, the other thing he quotes from the Ibn Ezra, Rav Abraham Ibn Ezra perish, Ki lefi sheshmua levado haya shamea kol, ואלי לא היה שומע עושו, ידה אלי והבן כי כל הנבואה היה, שהקדוש ברוך הוא משמיע עושו למי שירצה. The other thing that Ibn Ezra points out, רדאק quotes the Ibn Ezra, is the fact that only Shmuel heard it and not Eli, so Eli realized that it was נבואה, because when, when, when there's prophecy, Hashem tells the prophecy only to the one who he wants to hear it, and not to um, any, any, anybody else. So, Anyway, so, so he tells him to go, and he tells him, you know, to, to, tell, to say that I'm listening. Hashem came, and he called out to him, and he said, Shmuel, Shmuel. He said, he said Shmuel's name twice. So Shmuel listened to Eli's advice, and, 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 he, and, and he said, speak. Uh, now, interesting. So a couple of things here. So number one, Shmuel, Shmuel. So how many people were called by, the, by this? So, so we know Abraham by the Akedah, right? Vayikrai, Allah, Malach, Hashem, Vayomer, Abraham, Abraham, Vayomer, Hineni, right? Right when, right when Abraham was prepared to sacrifice Yitzchak, so it says the Malach called out to him and said, Abraham, Abraham. So it also when uh, Yaakov was going to Mitzrayim, it says, Vayomer, Yaakov, Yaakov. Because remember what happened when Yaakov was going to Mitzrayim was that he hesitated and, um, and, he, and he 
and he didn't want to go in the end. And then Hashem tells him he should go to Mitzrayim. And we have Shmuel, Moshe, Moshe, of course, when, when Moshe was at the burning bush. Um, and also we have Shmuel, Shmuel. Um, generally, Chazal tell us that when Hashem calls their name twice, it's Lashon Chiba. It's a, it's a sign of affection that, that, you know, come my beloved, come, you know, come close to me. Uh, and I certainly, certainly we see that in all the examples uh, of this double language of Shmuel, Shmuel, that these were great people who were on great missions. Avraham was at the Akedah. Um, Yaakov was, was beginning the process of building the Jewish people. For whatever reason, not the time now to go into it, but the Jewish people had to go to Mitzrayim in order to gel. As as a, from to, to move the in order to tra- to make the transition from family to to nation, they had to go to Mitzrayim, and Yaakov was standing at the threshold of that. Um, I don't need to tell you what Moshe was standing at the threshold of uh, at the burning bush, uh, where Moshe is being called to to take the Jewish people out of Mitzrayim, uh, and then and then Shmuel. As I've said so many times in this year, Shmuel was also at that transition point. He was taking them away from a bad time in Jewish history and moving them into a, a greater time in, in Jewish history. So that's why you have the, the double Lashon of, of Shmuel, Shmuel. Now, um, the other thing interesting is it says, So Rashi is bothered by the fact that he doesn't say Daber Hashem. He doesn't say, Hashem, speak to me. He just says, speak. So, so Rashi says, uh, He said, he didn't say, he didn't say Hashem's name as Eli had told him. He just said, speak. He didn't say, speak Hashem. So, He said, because how do I know it's really Hashem? Uh, Rashi points out that Shmuel felt, that, how do I know Hashem is really speaking to me that I should say, um, um, that I that I should that I should say that you know speak to me, Hashem. Uh, the other uh, the other thing that's that's important is it says the pasuk says the pasuk says that that Hashem uh, is standing before him. So it says Hashem So the Radak points out um, that what is that what does it mean? Um, it says, "Nira the pamazos nirais tmuna lenegedenav the marehanavua." That this time Hashem came and showed him a vision. He saw a picture. It wasn't just that he heard a voice, but he had a vision. That Hashem gave him a vision that he saw something. Rada continues. Um, right, so Radak gives a different twist on it. Rashi says that he didn't want to say Hashem's name because he thought that maybe it wasn't Hashem. The Radak says that that Shmuel was was hesitant because he was he was nervous because he didn't he was being called to be a Navi and he was being imbued with Ruach Hakodesh, but but it was a process. And he wasn't at the stage where he was ready to sort of speak fully accepted. So it says, And there is a, a, a drash in this. <laughs> Radak said that, that he, he was thinking that maybe a, um, a demon was speaking to him. And he says, that's a... Radak said, "I don't like that." He says, "That's a that's already uh, uh fairy tales, um, legends of the of the Novi." But but uh, but I, I think the idea that he wasn't uh, fully absorbed into his position, so he was afraid to say Hashem. I think I think that certainly is something that 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 follows along. Or, or Rashi just simply says that he wasn't sure exactly what he was listening to, so he was. So he was concerned. Okay, just a few more minutes. I just want to make a couple more points, and then uh, we'll and then we'll go uh, and we'll continue next week. Uh, not next week. Sorry, a week after. Hopefully. He says Hashem tells Shmuel 
I'm going to do something to the Jewish people that anyone hears, their ears will ring. He says, uh, he, he, I'm going to fulfill the prophecy against the house of Eli. The destruction is going to, be, is going to be, begin. We got it to Tilo, and tell him, He says, "Cause they, they sinned, and and he uh, he was and he did not uh, censor them. He did not stop them." And therefore, he said that you know Eli's family is going to be destroyed, and there's no. You know, there's no turning back uh, on that. So what, what does that mean that it says anybody who hears this nevuah, um, that, their, that their ears are going to ring? So, so the Mitzudah David says, um, right, so Rashi and the Mitzudah David means to say, It's the next story that we're going to learn. That the plishtim in the war are going to capture the Aaron, and everyone, and it's going to shake uh, everyone uh, at the court. Masudat um, David says, "Yiradu aznav migodel hacharada." He says their ears are going to ring from the great trepidation. So I want to um, just uh, uh, to to conclude tonight. Chair, I just want to talk about something called the Yiridol Tzarechali. I mentioned this. Uh, last time, but uh, but but it it kind of comes out over here that sometimes in life you need to hit rock bottom before you before you rise up, and and sometimes um, the rock bottom is beneficial because you know you you can only go up. You know, there's a funny line if I may quote from Fiddler on the Roof. Right, so so in, when when in, in the story in Fiddle on the Road, right, right, when the Saito wants to marry Mutto, right, right, so they come, you know, and they say, you know, he wants to marry her, you know, you know, I'm a ten, and he tells them, you're only a poor tailor, and you know, he tells them, uh, you know, he's almost allowed to be to design a mensch uh, and all that. So so he said, so Tevi has this great line. He says, he says, but he has nothing, but he says, can't get any worse. It can only get better from here. <laughs> it rock bottom. It can only can only can only go up. And and and, and that's the concept of Yerida Lutzarachalia. That sometimes in life you have to hit the bottom. And and you know nobody is suggesting that 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 that's how you should do it. Um, but sometimes when people hit the bottom, they start to rise up. It's it's the muscle of the levana of the moon that the moon goes up. You hit the fifteenth, and then it starts to go down, and then it disappears. And you think it's you think it's all hopeless. And what happens the next day or two days later? It's Rosh Chodesh. It is his There's there's a renewal. Uh, every day when we wake up, we say Mechadesh Betuvo B'Chol Yom Tomid Maserberishes. He said he says that um, he says that you know we renew ourselves each each and every day. Maybe we hit lo- we hit a low yesterday. But today is not going to be that day. You know, there's a great, um, if, if any of you have watched Sarugim, um, so the last episode, you know, uh, um, she, um, she, uh, she, you know, she hit one of the characters, uh, Hadas, is that her name? I don't remember her name, right? Anyway, so anyway, so she, she goes on the radio because she, uh, she also comes to this realization that, that, that you know, you, could, you don't have to be stuck in the, in the past. And she says that that she says that that the, with the sunrise brings a new day and new opportunity. The medrash brings down. I, I spoke about this not a couple of years ago. Uh, that 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 was Kain's issue. Kain didn't understand. Okay, he committed a terrible act. I'm not going to discuss about shuva for killing someone. I'm not getting into that discussion. But but basically, but Kain didn't understand that that you could change your paradigm. That 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 in his view. He committed an avera. It was a terrible avera, and, and that's how you have to live. Like you're stuck. You're stuck in that concept, and that you can never change your paradigm. So Cain under uh, misunderstood the basic concept of doing tshuva, of repenting. Repentant means that that I'm able to look at myself and say I stink. I'm terrible. Uh, I'm 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 in the worst 
possible uh, position, but I can rise up and I can make it work and I'm going to push and I'm going to push and maybe I'm going to reach out for help and I'm going to, and, and I'm going to make it work. It's interesting to me that Shmuel Anovi is called to be the Novi and, he, and, and he's given the lowest point. He's, he, the first thing Hashem says to him, I'm going to tell you something that's going to make the earth shake. Everyone who hears it, their, their ears are going to shake. The Aaron's going to be captured and it's going to be terrible and, and it's the worst possible scenario. We'll see, we'll see next week that he's afraid to tell Ailey the story. Um, and, and why does he start that way? Why didn't he like, you know, he's a middle of it. The answer is because, because he's laying the foundation of a basic concept of tshuva. Shmuel Anobi is going to teach us that you could, that you could hit rock bottom and, and it's not get, it can't get worse than this story with the pollution that we'll talk about maybe next time. Uh, and, but don't think that, that's what, that the story ends there. The story doesn't end there. The story is we slowly rebuild. We slowly rebuild. That was what Rabbi Akiva understood. That's what so many people in our history understood, that, that out of ashes comes buildings and comes cement and comes great, and comes great, great things. And that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu starts off. It's the Yerid Delitzer HaChaliyah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu teaches Shmuel this lesson very early, that sometimes before we get to the, to the promised land, we have to hit rock bottom. And when we hit rock bottom, right? Right? How many times the right, sports marshal, right? The team is in last place one year, and the next year they're contending for a title, you know, because they had to hit the rock bottom uh, to realize it. How many, how many teams have gone to the finals and lost and then come back the next year and won. Because sometimes you got to go through that urethra. You have to go through that drop to hit to hit the top. And, and that's the message that the Navi is telling Shmuel. You have potential to rebuild the whole Jewish world. And, and I want to tell you something. It's going to go, it's going to get really bad. But, it, but if you are really the person who I think you are, and he turns out to be that person, you're going to rebuild the whole story. You're going you're gonna to take this disaster, what's going to happen. The Aaron's going to be taken and the Plishtim are going to overrun the land and you're going to change everything. And the message is that we can always change our paradigm. We could always, we could always rise up. We're coming to Chodesh Elul. Let's, let's change ourselves. Let's, make, let's become better. And if, we think, and if we're doing good things and we all are doing good things, let's do better things. Let's improve. Let's grow. Let's, let, let's rise up. That's the message here of, of, of the Novi. Okay, um, um, we're going to stop here for tonight. Um, just a reminder, um, I'm not on next week. I'm having eye surgery, so I don't think I'll be able to read the book. Um, I know I won't be able to read the book. I, I should be better by the following Sunday, so we'll be back on August 8th. Um, again, a little earlier. We'll, we'll go back to about 8.25, I would say, uh, on, on, in two weeks, because Minchamarav is, is is sliding backwards, so in two weeks it'll probably be about seven foot. So we'll say we'll start eight twenty five in two weeks. Okay, um, I'll try to have Moshe remind you, the people that are not on the local network. On the local network, I'll I'll remind everybody. I'll send out an email. Okay, um, thank you again uh, as always for joining me each and every Sunday night. Um, and Mr. Shem will continue this this fabulous story and this inspiring story um, um, in the in the weeks to come. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good night.